Today, we're gonna to be talking about the fact that I haven't drank in three and a half years. Yes, as you know, I am outside right now. I don't have any of my stuff because I just made a move and it's still in a moving pod. But this is gonna be an episode that I've wanted to do for a while now and didn't really know how to talk about it. But here we are. If you are on the cusp of, or if you're trying to make the decision of not to drink, I guess, this year, that was your resolution or something like that and you've been struggling with it i think this video is going to help you out this is just going to be kind of why i ended up doing that and some of the benefits i've seen from it as well as my background with it and then some of the maybe the negatives as well number one my background in drinking so i was born in the midwest and anybody that knows anybody that's lived in the midwest anybody that's gone to the midwest before they know that that is basically the culture in the Midwest. Being as it's the culture of the Midwest, you were not taught, but it was very much a common practice to begin drinking well before the age of 21. Being as that was the culture in the Midwest, my personal journey with drinking started at about 15 years old. And really, it's nothing more than I was just raised in a small town in the Midwest, and that's just kind of what people did. I don't really know what else to say about that. And I drank quite heavily for from about 15 to, I would say, probably... 25 26 years old and I didn't really think that there was anything wrong with it I guess I didn't realize how much it may be affecting me and how I was using it kind of as a coping skill it was just it was normal and when you hang around with people that that is their normal then it becomes normalized to you and that's kind of what the biggest thing that I kind of recognized with it now of course I went to a state school in college and that was a huge drinking drink fest, essentially. Basically, my weeks would look like Thirsty Thursday. Obviously, you'd drink Friday and then definitely Saturday. So it was three nights a week of heavy drinking. And kind of my rationale was I wasn't drinking every single night. So it probably wouldn't be that much of a problem. Throughout the time of this very heavy drinking period, when I was still in the Midwest, many accidents kind of occurred. And luckily, I was able to somehow skate out of these things. But a couple notable things that happened was, and I'm not really going to go into the details of them because, frankly, uh, it was it's it was kind of a time in my life that I really want to forget. But one was an accident at my actually my going away party in the Midwest. I was actually going to be moving to Oregon and a very bad car accident happened after a night of drinking to some of my friends and I remember waking up in the morning after I had got home and people were saying that one of my friends had they don't think he was going to make it people had to get med flown it was very very ugly and then the second thing happened was actually before that around the same year but something happened when at our apartment something happened basically at at a homecoming to our apartment a yeah, just real bad things where people, a lot of people were injured. So stuff I don't really want to rehash that much, but a couple of these things happened and that's kind of like what triggered some of my thoughts of maybe like this isn't 
like the healthiest thing to be doing. Now, as I progress and as I moved to Oregon, I still was drinking for sure. It wasn't the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it did, it was definitely like for sure on your Saturdays. And, you know, sometimes this place called Bushwhackers would have a Thursday night, ladies night or whatever. And I would definitely go there because I was living about a half mile away. And so that was something that I wanted to go to, especially after I had a uh, bad breakup. So I continued to do that in Oregon, but really what flipped the switch for me was in 2016. So in 2016, I had been in Oregon for about two years at that point, but really hadn't made like very solid of friends. But in 2016, what happened was is I joined jujitsu. I immediately fell in love with jujitsu and I realized to be good at jujitsu, I had to sacrifice a lot of other things. And the worst thing that you could do was go out on a Friday night and then come in Saturday and then just get absolutely the crap kicked out of you. And so I absolutely hated that. It really all started with jujitsu and from there I kind of cut back my drinking substantially. I, I stopped going out on weekends, stopped doing all that type of stuff. And really a big transformation was starting to occur with me. I started eating a lot healthier. Jiu-Jitsu was really the catalyst that really made me who I am right now. And so for that, I will be, for to Jiu-Jitsu, I will be forever grateful. Now, another thing that happened when I was in Jiu-Jitsu was I started hanging around people that also didn't drink. I had never encountered that before. Anybody in the Midwest knows that basically everybody drinks. I mean, that is Wisconsin. If if you, that's where I'm from. The most drunk, the most drunk cities, quote unquote, were all you know. Wisconsin's were there was like five or six of them in the top twenty, and that was used to be something that I used to hang my hat on as pride. And looking back on that now, I'm like, wow, that's really effed up that I would think that that was something to be prideful for. But as I started meeting people that were not drinking, I started to realize that wow. Maybe that's the new normal. Maybe that's something that I need to get into. So I slowly stopped, slowly stopped, slowly stopped. And one of the last times that I was ever really drunk was was back in 2017. And it was after a jujitsu tournament, actually, oddly enough. And that was when I met one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and from then on, I only remember from 2017 to now in 2023, I only remember being buzzed one time after that. And that was at Thanksgiving. And... Finally, though, in 2019, in December of 2019, I can't tell you an actual date because I don't know, but that was the last time that I had a drink. And it was just like a couple sips off of a beer. So it was kind of this slow progress because some of the, I started seeing a lot of benefits right away. So stopping drinking for me wasn't really this one big time thing. It was essentially a bunch of small decisions leading up to my final decision to stop drinking. Whereas one of the things that was very popular in college for me was to have a cigarette when you were drinking. Never had a sober cig, which I thought, again, thought that I was completely normal to do. But oftentimes when I would go out, I would get a few puffs off a cigarette, whatever, and it would energize me. Because as you are drinking, you get, you start getting the depressive effects of the alcohol. The stimulant effect of a cigarette would bring me up. Now, when I ceased to do any of that with cigarettes anymore, I firmly remember that because I had started running again in 2017 or somewhere around, no, 2016, something around there. No, I think it was in 2015, actually it was. I started running again and I remember thinking, gosh, like, well, these cigarettes definitely are not helping me, right? And then I remember 
going out one night and then the next night we went snowboarding or in the next day we went snowboarding and I had a cigarette that night before and I just remember my snowboarding was just terrible like I just couldn't breathe well I had a miserable time I made it up in my mind that was the last time that I was ever going to have a cigarette and have not had one since back in 2015 but alcohol on the other hand was a little bit different where it was a bunch of little things that kind of led up to it so like I said in 2019 December I can't remember the the actual date of it but that was when I had my last drink now here has been the benefits for myself of not drinking so first of all the the first thing that you notice is that you get a ton of time back (laughs) because you have to think about all the time that you are wasting trying to figure out where to go contacting people where to go for the night then obviously going out and then the worst thing which is trying to recover from everything after that so I got a bunch of time back and when you get a bunch of time back what happens is you have to fill that time with something else so I always like to describe it as you're in a canoe and you pull out a plug water starts seeping in if you don't cover it with something else then you're just gonna you're just gonna sink so what I actually covered that covered the time back with was other things and other healthier things mostly at that time it was actually jujitsu so I was using all my extra time it was going to jujitsu as I started progressing it it started getting back into obviously the outdoors and then focusing on video creations and things like that a couple other things I noticed was the fact that I myself my body felt more healthier obviously but I was also getting way more toned and just in the fact of like I could see the veins in my arms again I could see my a lot more of my my core muscles I just I felt and I looked a lot better I also learned different ways to cope and what I realized was that I was using drinking to either forget about work because I was miserable in my job or I wasn't now I wasn't not miserable I wasn't miserable per se I just wasn't living up to what I thought I could do and I was I just wasn't happy so I was using drinking as a coping mechanism to kind of escape after quitting drinking I realized okay I need to again fill that coping mechanism with something else something healthier something that makes me look good something that makes me feel good and that came to be jujitsu ultra running through hiking that's where I discovered all of these different things because I wasn't masking them with drinking or I wasn't replacing them with drinking per se and really it's just sharpened my my mentality I mean again kind of going along with coping skills and things like that it's just you realize that you are a lot stronger using your own mind than trying to use a drug to control your mind into feeling or thinking a different way instead what I did was I I played the long game and I tried to do that in my own mind one of the most impactful things that I have actually found though from alcohol is my is the impact on relationships and communication skills I always would tell people that when I was back when I was single I was like I could not talk to that girl because I I haven't had a couple drinks in me yet and looking back on now saying that that's very concerning to me because I use that as a crutch and quitting alcohol now when I was during my single years and things like that I learned how to communicate without needing to be drunk and it's liberating and it will help you in so many aspects of your life not only just on dates or relationships or or you know trying to talk to a 
someone of the opposite sex at the gym when you're obviously not drinking, but it's going to help you in all facets of your life, in interviews, in lives, in podcasts. It really it really showed me that I was using alcohol as a crutch and that I had to work on things myself, work on those specific skills. And after doing that, I have greatly increased my communication skills, I feel like. And if I would have kept drinking, I don't think I would have ever been in that position. I, After just kind of that comment of talking to people of the opposite sex, what I would do, again, I would only try to meet people at the you know, like at the bar, which for my lifestyle now, that wouldn't really fit. You probably want to meet people where already doing what you want to be doing. So out hiking and things like that. So when I was single, one of the things that I learned was how to communicate with women when I was out on a trail at a trailhead, I would have just great conversations with them and it went really good. You could get phone numbers and things like that. And it was just like, it seemed like a different superpower to have. And again, just to piggyback off of that, it, it helped me in my job. It helped me with my videos. I didn't need a crutch. I just learned these hard skills that I needed to learn that I was always putting off and that I was always covering up with alcohol. But what would this be complete with without some challenges? So number one is that you are going to get peer pressured from people. And people always think something's wrong with you if you tell them that you don't drink, which is very interesting to me because they're actually essentially putting poison down their throats, but they're questioning me and my sanity. <laughs> so I always find that very peculiar. I don't peculiar. That's a, I can't pronounce that very well. And yeah, it's something that kind of bothered me at first, but not so much anymore. It is interesting though, and kind of the reason, one of the reasons why I kind of avoid going back home to the Midwest is the fact that that is still the culture there, obviously. And, you know, even, even when I go home, like my, you know, my, my whole family, you know, drinking is very common and, and I just, I don't know, I don't really want to partake in it that much. And again, I kind of feel awkward when, <laughs> when I am there with them doing that stuff, because I, in my own life, I just kind of avoid that stuff. So, but one of the best ways that you can actually get around that is just saying no and don't give an explanation afterwards. So if someone asks you if you want to drink, just say, no, I'm good. Just, I'm not feeling it. Right. And just is, if, as long as you don't have an explanation afterwards, there's nothing for them to try to haggle you over, nothing for them to try to convince you about. So if you say, no, I just, no, I don't really feel good right now. Well, then their next thing is going to be, well, if you take a drink, you're going to probably feel a lot better. So, you know, that's kind of the game that you'll play if, if you get into that kind of thinking trap. And then just obviously using it as a crutch and using it as a coping mechanism. I firmly remember after the John Muir Trail in 2020, I actually got broken up with a, a three-year relationship broken up with over the phone. And I remember calling my brother as I was on my way back home and telling him, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to have a drink for tonight and that's going to be the last of it. That's, that's all I'm going to do because of this breakup. And as I got home that night, I was just like, you know what? No, I am not going to be using that as a crutch. I'm not going to use that to cope. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to better myself in some way. And a couple months later, I signed up for my first 50K Ultra. So again, that's using that, that's replacing a coping mechanism or a crutch with something else. And for me, what I always make sense to me is to do something that improves you, gets you out of your comfort zone, makes you experience something different. So if you are using this as kind of like a coping coping mechanism or for self-care, here's some of the things that helped me basically kind of kick the habit. So number one was to sign up for groups. And I talked about this with the jujitsu thing earlier. If you can get around people where that is normal, not to drink every single weekend, you are going to be way more likely to follow that path and be way more successful because these people actually get it. You're also going to be meeting people that are way more healthy, that are really caring about their bodies, caring about their bodies long term, and it's going to make you feel a lot better and it's going to keep you motivated for a lot longer as opposed to you just being in it by yourself or with other people that are still drinking. It's going to make it way harder. It's not impossible, but it's going to make it way harder to stop. The other thing, like I said, the theme throughout this was to find challenging things to do to take your mind off of it. I think a lot of times what we what we use alcohol for and what I used to use alcohol for was escapism, escaping a job, something like that. So if you remove the alcohol from your life and you get that time back, focus on skill stacking different skills that you can learn that will make you more make you more money that will make you more attractive as a person anything like that in for example for my life I learned video creation I learned social media that's what I did with all of that time back that's going to help you not have to escape from a really bad job that you're in you're actually just going to get a job that you actually really like and then finally just find new coping skills get involved in a business do a new hobby. Coping skills are really just something that makes you escape from whatever you're trying to feel at the time. But if you can replace a, you know, largely negative coping skill with something that's positive, it's going to be a net positive for you. And that's kind of what I figured out after I quit drinking. And then which led me to jujitsu, which led me to ultras, which led me to through hiking, which led me to quitting my job. It's all kind of stacked on top of each other. Let me know what you think in the comments about filming outside. If you like it, I'll do some more. Thank you. DM me if you have any questions or leave them in the comment below. Please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And please give a five-star rating and follow on Spotify. We'll see you later.